Welcome to What Happens in This House Stays in This House, Strength Over Silence podcast. I'm your host, Tammy Montgomery Dozier. Once again, thank you for listening. And this week's episode, I am very excited. I have a very special guest, Miss Lucille Usher Freeman. I am very excited for you to be here today. Say hello, Miss Lucille. Hey, I'm excited to be here too, Tammy. Thank you for inviting me. What an honor. No problem. It's an honor to have you. So just tell us a little bit about yourself so that people can get to know you. I'm a writer, also an entrepreneur, but as far as writing, I've written for newspapers, Chicago Defender, the Southtown Economist, the Beverly Review, magazines, uh, Black Elegance, Chicago After Dark, and I've also written books, Stretch Your Wings, Famous Black Quotations for Teens, Silly Caterpillar Today, My Sister's Getting Married. I'm a professional member of SPA, mm-hmm. and I do writing training with SPA, and plus I've, I've written three professionally produced plays with SPA. Well, I, I've co-written three. I've been a part of their collaboration projects, which have been Seeds of Truth, The Power Within, and Mashari. Currently, I'm working, Tammy, on a self-help book called Joyfully Jobless, Doing What You Love. I think that's important. I love that. Tell me more about that. Well, for Joyfully Jobless, it it came from a journal I was writing to myself. I was in this journal, which I started writing some years ago. I was giving myself permission to join those who work for themselves that have more freedom as far as uh, what they do, the time they do it. It was important to me to do what I'd love to do and to take control of my working life. Because you spend so much time working, Tammy, you need to be doing something you really enjoy. I I love that you said that you had to give yourself permission. I think sometimes uh, in society, we are so busy trying to make it work out in society when we shouldn't be there. So you gave yourself permission that it was okay for you to not be in corporate America or not be in the school system to work for yourself. I think that is excellent. How long have you been working on this project? Uh, joyfully jobless. Like I said, I really started journaling. And with the coronavirus, it gave me a chance to just focus on finishing this project, taking it from a journal and making it to a book. And now Tammy is uh, at the editor's uh-huh. office and they're editing the book now. But uh, so I've been working on a different spells, not consistently, Tammy. Okay. That is good. Now, how did you get into writing? Is that something that you've always done since you were a kid or you kept a journal when you were younger? When did it start? When did it become your passion? I can't remember a time I wasn't writing because I started when I was very young. And I tell people writing chose me rather than me choosing writing. I think it's something I was destined to do because when I picked up a pencil and pen Hey, I was I was gone from there. I w- I did a a short story. They published it in the school newspaper, and I was probably about seven. I did. I just started writing, and I have not put the pen down. I kept 
diaries when I was young. Now that I'm older, I call it a journal. Okay. That is beautiful. Now, I have a question, like, for those writers that are out there, how would you tell them to go about getting started? Like, a lot of people, you know, we're with spies, speakers, publishers, and authors association. And the biggest thing that people have questions about is, what about if I can't write or everything isn't spelled correctly or they just feel intimidated by writing? They don't feel like they're good writers. What would you say to them? When you say that, Tammy, I think about my sister who tells me, I don't write, I don't write, but she journals. And I did not know until recently that she's been journaling for years. Mm -hmm. And she says, journaling gives her a permission. She gives herself permission when she journals not to worry about the mechanics, the punctuation, making the subject verb agree. She doesn't worry about spelling or anything. She's free and you have to free yourself. It's okay. Start where you are. You can't set this high level. Oh, I have to be Olympic writer. Hey, (laughs) you start where you are. And I tell people that writing is like, is a learned skill like swimming. You have to get in the pool. You can't just read about swimming. You need to get in the pool and first you may learn to float. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's okay. Give yourself permission to do the best you can. And If you need, there's people that make a living doing what you can't do. If you feel like I'm not good at the grammar, that's okay. Tell a story. If you need to tell it, uh, you you could write it down or you could even record yourself telling the story and get somebody to transcribe it. You can find a way. Don't hide or don't allow yourself to hide behind. I can't do it. Yes, you can got to be courageous. It takes courage to write. That is Because to write many times, you have to be in touch with your feelings. That's true. When I wrote my last book, Addicted to Pain, and uh, I was given the instruction by Dr. Wilkins that when I write, just write everything down, no matter what I was saying, no matter if it was profanity, no matter what it was, whatever feelings that I was feeling, he told me to write that down because writing does help with your mental health. You're able to get all of that out. And I must say it was very therapeutic for me to sit there and write everything out. No matter everything that I was feeling, I put it out and then I had to go back and edit it. But I did put it out on paper. What do you say to people about that? Do you believe that, too, that it's therapeutic for your mental health? I I just know it is for mine personally. <laughs> you, I've written, I've done poetry about things that were bothering, was bothering me or hurting me, and I've uh, I've hey, it, it's good therapy. It's very therapeutic writing. You can get in touch with your feelings, and most people want to be listened to, mm-hmm. and that's why we find a counselor, someone to share our thoughts with. But I've been told, hey. What I'm thinking, someone told me what I was, what I'm thinking is so dark, I don't even want to tell the counselor. I'd rather put it on paper so I could deal with it, confront it. And that works better for me. And then I can go on and release it. It's mm-hmm. a form of releasing. Yes, it's very therapeutic to write, Tammy. And, and like I said, hooray for you that you can get past the barriers of, of what happens in this house stays in this house. Good for you. 
Thank you. Now, I know that you also do like sabbaticals. Uh, You go out and you go writing. Tell us a little bit about that when you go away for a couple of weeks and go out and write. It's been such an honor to me to be a part of a writing community and inspires the writing community. But and that's another way a writer can get started, be around other writers. When I go to Ragdale, that's a long term, it's a writing retreat. I go and I stay for weeks. And it's not just writers, they have artists there, they have composers, they have just all kind of creative spirits. And it might be 12 to maybe 15 people in the writing community. Our job is just to create, Tammy. They feed you, they provide the rooms, they clean the rooms. They just want us creating. It's a creative community and you stay for weeks. When I went, you talked about writing mental health. When Mm -hmm. I went the last time, I had lost my sister and I found myself at the typewriter writing about the loss. And I would write and I would cry. I would write and cry. Someone said, are you going to still go to Ragdale since you've had such a tremendous loss? It's like, that's why I need to be so I can let my emotions out on paper. And when I shared it with some of what I was going through with some of the other attendees, we just did a group hug in the kitchen because everybody had losses or something they were grieving so you sometimes can be when you write yeah you write for yourself to release your emotions but even you tammy when you wrote what happens in our house stays in our house mm-hmm. it will help someone else you write for yourself it helps you it helps the whole world tammy that sounds awesome. Uh, so to be a part of that community, to be able to write, is that something that you're invited to or can you apply for it? Or how does that work? Well, you do apply to it because it's it's a small group, actually. And they invite people. The great thing about it, they invite people from all over the world. You may meet someone there that's from England or Germany or just all over the world. People will come there to celebrate their creativity in whatever way, photography or a sculpture. But you have to apply. You have to get a reference and and go from there. You choose the date when they accept you. Okay. And you go for it. Be prepared to save for some weeks now, which I would love anyway. That is wonderful. So I know you've written several books. You've been a part of collaboration. So you've had both where... You were part of self-publishing as well as you were published by a major publishing company. So can you give me the pros and cons of either one? Well, Tammy, when you're published by a major publisher, they have the editors, they have the PR staff, someone to push to market your book. They have so many resources available, but they choose the cover. You don't. When you're independent published, if when you, you publish independently, you can choose or have a say-so in your cover. Okay. And you have more, you make more of the profits when you you publish independently, and, but and you have more control. Okay. But on the other end, because a major publisher did publish the first book, it, it went all over 
the United States and in other parts of the world. I could walk in the airport and the book was there in Barnes and Nobles or Borders. The book was all over. That sounds awesome. So basically what you're saying that self-publishing, you have more control, but the other part, if you're published by a major company, it gets more, you get more out there. You can, everybody sees more of it. But self-publishing, you pretty much have to market all of that yourself. Right. So, but then again, it's a growth opportunity. It's for me now, it's something that can be intimidating. Okay. If you've never done the marketing yourself, taking on the whole role of marketing. But it's a growth opportunity as well, Tammy. And it's wonderful that we have a choice these days. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I'm enjoying, having a choice. That is true. So I know that you, again, you do work with SPA and you do have something that you're doing with them right now. You have a writing competition and you're teaching about writing. Can you give us some info on that? Well, we did a training, writing training last month. We have a second one coming up on July 11th at 10 o'clock. I'm sure they can get in touch with you or SPA to find out more about it. But on July 11th, we're going to talk about the writing competition that we have every year. Mm-hmm. Plus some more issues as far as writing. But this year, because of coronavirus, to be a part of the writing competition, whether you're a member of SPI or not, it is free. It's free to anyone who wants to participate in the writing competition. The deadline is July the 18th. Mm-hmm. Once again, if they want more information, I'm sure they could contact you or spot. Now on July 25th, for people who always wanted to write and they don't want to take on a full project now, independently put putting out their books, they could join us as we do our annual collaboration project. We're going to publish a book as a group, which is wonderful. Yes, definitely. And what a, a wonderful opportunity. I know you've been at it every time or several times, Tammy. I've been in all time. Only thing that I didn't do was the uh, poem book, the poetry book. That's the only thing I didn't do. But you're going to be in this year's, Tammy. Don't want to put you on the spot. Are you going yes, to- I am. Yes, I've Yay. been about a subject. Not sure what I want to write about. I'm thinking about diving into a little bit of uh, fiction. I've never done fiction before. So I want to see how creative I am. So I, I might just see how how I can go about doing that so good for you good for you oh and I I did check out that uh Scrivener that you told me about that seems so awesome and Scrivener is one of those it's like a word processor I believe is it something like that uh it's software for writers and I learned about that from when I was at Ragdale because it's important to be around other people who want to do what you're doing like spy your tribe I learned from a girl who was a prolific writer about Scribner. It's only about $40, $40, $50. It's not that much. It's software designed just for writers. It saves periodically. It's set up so you could drop your chapters into it. It's really wonderful. So I it has been a life changer for me as far as writing. It helps you organize what you're writing. So I I would suggest you check it out. 
But I don't want people to think that that's the only way they can write. You could just use a paper and pen and write as well or if you want to use Word or whatever. So you don't necessarily have to write, have that to write a book. I don't, because that can be intimidating too. But I know the the program, the software I did, uh, I am in like the little trial part of it. I looked at it I'm like, oh, I can use this. So I do appreciate you uh, talking about that before. So very, very good. You're very right, Tammy, because I have so many journals and I have for years used paper, just plain paper, a notebook. And an ink pen. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're right. You don't have to do fancy. Yes. And like you said, there are people that will do what you can't do. If you can't type, somebody will type all of that out for you. So don't be scared that you you can't type, that you don't want to give your information. Because we have someone in SPA that writes out everything, doesn't know how to type a lick. <laughs> and they just send okay. it to SPA Publishing and... They get it done. So it can be done if it's something that you really want to do. You have to in life find a way to do what you want to do. True. And not bury yourself as excuses why you're not doing it. That is very hard. That is very, very true. So with that, I know you said you had Joyfully Jobless. You had other projects. Any other projects you have coming up? Anything else you're doing? I do. I have a book about the four little girls that it's a fiction book. You talked about writing fictions. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called The Girls at 16th Street, about the four little girls who are in the bombing oh, in the yeah. 16th Street Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, Tammy, you can write forever. You have to put, you have to say the end and turn it in. Mm-hmm. So that's about where I am on that. And that is something I did have a chance to work at when I went to Ragdale. Oh, awesome. So is it more or less you're talking about what perspective are you talking about it from? What happened, what you believe happened or what was said or or how is that? How does that go for that particular thing? Well, it's it, like I said, it's fiction, but it's what we call historical fiction. OK, I the I have in this book, the girl's mom knew the children, the four girls who died at the church. And this is fictionalized, of course. And so she doesn't want to talk about it because it has scarred her soul to lose her friends. Mm. And yet her daughter is saying, hey, mom, I want to write about these girls. And the mom said, hey, I can't talk about it. And because it has scarred, because of the scars. And finally, the mother comes to terms with her own pain that she's carried through the years. And she does discuss it with her daughter, but it's more or less a coming of age story too. Okay. That sounds beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I do appreciate you talking with me. I have one final question for you. When it's all said and done, what legacy do you want to leave behind? I think when people look at Lucille, I hope they say, oh gosh, she was a lifelong learner. She pursued growth. She helped others grow. I was courageous. I was wise. And I was resilient. Of course, I'm going to, I believe, I'm going to leave something financially to my children. But there's so much more you can leave. And I think leaving a book with our stories is a wonderful part of our legacy, too. And I like people say, okay, she was diligent. And she was godly. 
a person of faith, and also, besides the books, a legacy of kindness. Well, you are definitely uh, all of those things and more, Miss Lucille. Thank uh, you, Let Kelly. me just say, so if you are interested in becoming a writer, please contact us at SPA. You can go on our website at www.spausa.org. Give us a call at 708-785-7530, 708-785-7530. We do hold monthly meetings, monthly trainings, and you don't want to miss Miss Lucille's trainings. She is very very good. You get a lot of information to help you with your journey. And she's one of those people, even if you have questions afterwards, she's so willing and able to talk to you about it. So again, I want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast this week. What happens in this house stays in this house. Strength Over Silence podcast. My email address is TammyM at CBOConsulting.net. Website www.ConnectedByLoveConsulting.net. Thank you guys and have a great week.